following is a production of Word Alive Creative Arts. Welcome to the podcast of Word Alive International Outreach in Oxford, Alabama, an apostolic center for transformation and freedom. We pray today that you will be blessed and strengthened by this powerful message. Hello to our Word Alive tribe. Kent Maddox and Beverly coming to you today. We're back in our homes again. <laughs> we uh, obviously have had a COVID spike in our community and uh, some folks in our congregation, of course, have attracted the COVID virus and, of course, a portion of our staff. So we've had a very interesting week around here at Word Alive. In the same time, uh, through social distancing and playing it really safe, we hosted a global conference, majority of them online. But gosh, I guess there was 3,000 people uh, online and a couple of hundred locally here uh, as we hosted Transform Our World Conference. It's been a great week. It has been a really good week, and I think that we did follow all of the protocol appropriately. Uh, of course, like us, there are tribe as well, so they're big huggers. So I did get a few hugs, I have to confess. It's a confession. <laughs> we hope you're doing well. We're praying for all of you, and we welcome you today to our online experience. We've got a great word today uh, during our uh, experience here with Transform Our World. One of the things we talked about was ecclesia in the home. And isn't it interesting how the Lord's really been focusing on our homes during this season? And so uh, Benji and Jessica McNaughton, which is Dr. Ed Silvoso's son-in-law and daughter, brought such a powerful, practical message on how to be the ecclesia in the home. And it just struck a chord with me that if we could live the principles they talked about, we could have powerful families rebuilt, restored, repaired, and recovering all for the kingdom of God, and we could see the Holy Spirit use us and our family to transform the world. And so I'm excited about the message. Well, and they're, they're just so precious and so enthusiastic, and they're, they are so youthful, and their kids are young, and so they really are putting all these principles in place as their children are growing up. So it's really an admirable, uh, I think, attainable goal. I do believe that. And I believe it's the new normal. Yeah. I believe that we are going to begin to see the ecclesia of the church demonstrated, manifested in our homes, in business, in the marketplace, because this is what the Lord's doing. So we want to take you now to there. They're going to greet you, and then you'll see the teaching on ecclesia in the home. And then Bev and I'll be back, and we'll say a prayer with you. Greetings, Word Alive family. We are Benji and Jessica McNaughton, and together we are the family ministry directors for Transform Our World. We are excited that God is moving powerfully in families and turning homes and families into ecclesias. And we're so honored to have this opportunity to bring you a word of encouragement today. God bless you. We love you all so much. We are so thankful for your pastors, Kent and Beverly. They have been a tremendous blessing and inspiration to us and to our team out here. So we're just so thankful and we bless you today with hope and infusion of God's presence and power to be his ecclesia for his glory. Amen our journey serving the Lord together with Ed and Ruth Silvoso along with the entire Transformer World team back in 1992 and what a journey it has been so far. As we begin this time we just want to take a moment to honor Ed and Ruth and to thank them for their profound investment in our lives and in our family. In fact everything that we're going to be sharing today the Lord has really used them to impart these things to our lives. So we're just so thankful for that, and we just wanted to honor them as we get our time started today. 
Yes, the ecclesia is rising in homes and families. And as today's theme is Isaiah 60, verse 1 and 2, we want to encourage you that there is hope for your family. God is calling us to arise and shine as the ecclesia so that we can effectively shine the light of Christ and dispense his love to everyone in our sphere of influence. And as we know, with transformation, it is a process. It doesn't yeah. just happen in one moment of time. And so that's what we really want to do is we want to share a little bit of the process of our journey and some of the things that we have learned along the way and to see how helpful it is, uh, the, some helpful things uh, as we've learned to grow in our understanding of being the ecclesia and what that looks like in our family. So our process has been to first dedicate our home to the Lord, then to enthrone him at the center, mm -hmm. then be very intentional to host his presence. Yes. Very important coming next, which is to listen and obey him and what he tells us to do to follow through on that. And then lastly, to go forth from that posture into our spheres of influence and to practice mm -hmm. prayer evangelism. So we want to take a few moments here and just briefly share in more detail about each of those things, kind of break it down a little bit, uh, which we pray will be helpful. So first of all, in dedicating our homes, wherever it is that you live, if you haven't done so already, dedicate it to the Lord. Make a declaration like in Joshua 24, 15, like Joshua says to the people, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And we've also found it helpful to think about your homes as you're dedicating it to the Lord as like an embassy and dedicate it as an embassy of heaven. An embassy is where ambassadors serve and an ambassador is a representative of the leader of their nation. And we just find that to be such a helpful understanding because we are Christ ambassadors as the Bible talks about in 2 Corinthians 5.20. So wherever it is that you live, officially dedicate that place to the Lord if you haven't done so already. And number two for us is enthrone, to enthrone the Lord as the center of our home and family. Webster's definition of enthrone is to seat in a place associated with a position of authority and influence. Another definition says to assign supreme virtue or value, to exalt. For us, this means putting and keeping God at the center of our home and family. He's so worthy and he is the creator and the sustainer of all things. How would we not want him to be the center of our marriage, of our children, of our home? When we enthrone the Lord, we can't help but worship him. And for us, a natural overflow and out flow of worship is to testify and to testify to his nature, testify of his goodness, testify of the miracles and the many ways that he has delivered us. Psalm 145 verse 4 through 7 says, let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts. Let them proclaim your power. I will meditate on your majestic glorious splendor and your wonderful miracles. Your awe-inspiring deeds will be on every tongue. I will proclaim your greatness. Everyone will share the story of your wonderful goodness. They will sing with joy about your righteousness. In our prayer room in our home, we have Ebenezer stones. So these are like river rocks that we have collected. And what we'll do with many of them is we just write the date. We write the date 
or an explanation of a certain miracle or an example of a way that the Lord has broken through in a way that the Lord has done a mighty miracle. And we lie in our room with them. And it's so um, great to, to share with our children and to testify to them and to tell them of the goodness of the Lord and to say, this rock here represents when there seemed to be no way, but our God made a way. Or this one, when the Lord made a stream in the desert, when there looked like there was no other option, our God broke through for us. And so this is just a visual way we love to testify to our children and to just let them know how good and faithful and powerful our God is. My parents were very intentional to share with my sisters and I faith-building stories and to share testimonies of what the Lord was doing around the world. And I remember around the dinner table or on car rides, they would use those windows of time to share and to build my sisters and I's faith up through testimonies. And my mom's new book, Faith Building Stories, is a great resource. So if you don't have this book yet, we encourage you to get it because it's just a, a really great resource to share around your dinner table, to read some of the miracles, the answers to prayer, and the breakthroughs of um, what the Lord had done in the founding of Transformer World and also um, in our family and in my parents' lives. So this is a great tool and resource we highly recommend to make dinner time an intentional time of testifying of the Lord's goodness and amazing miracles that he's still doing because he is the same today, yesterday, and forever. We remember when we moved into our home, um, we were just unpacking boxes and this man walked up and knocked on our door and he said, I heard you're religious folk. <laughs> and I said, well, actually we're not. I actually don't like religion, but what we are in is in a relationship with the creator of the universe. And he said, well, what has this creator ever done for you? And I said, come on in. And I sat him <laughs> down for about an hour sharing testimony after testimony after testimony. And he was like, Wow. And it was just so cool to uh, get to share the gospel with him and to share what a God we serve, what a good God, what a gracious God. And the power of testifying is so, so important. Another thing we have in our prayer room, we're very visual, so we love visual things, but this is a baton. And this baton we keep in our prayer room, not only to testify and to share to the children about our um, heart to serve the Lord and to run this race well, um, but 1 Corinthians 9, 24, 25 says, do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the game goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. And I think this baton represents to us is that reminder and that intentionality that only that which is done for Christ lasts into eternity. And we want to be intentional that as we um, sow and serve the Lord, that we realize that what we're doing not only will last into eternity, but it is paving the way for the future generation, that every choice we make is leaving a generational blessing and a deposit for our children's children's children. And that gives us that reminder to be intentional, to run with that purpose, to realize that um, we want to make every moment count and bring God the most glory and to pass on those generational blessings to our children as well. The third thing, uh, as we were talking about, is to intentionally host God's presence. So think about this. When you have a guest coming to your home and you're hosting them, you're paying attention to them. You're listening. You're attentive to their yeah. needs. You want to do things that please them. You apply the same thing as you've dedicated your home to the Lord and as you are enthroning him. Mm. Now you're listening. Yeah. Now you're saying, what, what do you need? What will bring you joy? 
and all of that. And so we just want to encourage you to host the Lord in your homes, just like you would host another guest. You'd prepare a special meal and have them over. Apply those same things as you're actively hosting the Lord. So what does that look like on a real practical level? Well, a couple things uh, that we've found to be helpful for us is we actively monitor the spiritual climate of our home. We're, we're aware of that. We're aware, are things going well? Are things not going well? We're monitoring the spiritual climate. We're gauging the fruit of things that are going on in the home. And that's it. We're, we're gauging the fruit, saying, are people up? Are they down? Where are they at? And do we need to pray? Do we need to worship? Do we need to just have fun? What is it? We're looking at those things. Uh, and along with that, we really want to make sure and we apply the biblical principle, we're making sure that everybody in the home is keeping short accounts with each other. And this is something that we really learned from Ed and Ruth and the teaching on the book of Ephesians. But in Ephesians 4, 26 and 27, Paul writes this, Do not let the sun go down on your anger, and do not give the devil a foothold. And boy, that we have just found that to be absolutely yes. pivotal, yeah. that we don't let things fester in relationships and we certainly don't let anybody go to sleep uh, before they have brought in some kind of yes. resolution to things. And, and we don't let anybody go to sleep sleeping on their anger because it doesn't get any better. You actually have an open door there if that's happening. So we want to encourage you to do that. Uh, we love to have times of worship together as a family. And we are intentional to take time to do that to create space and time. Uh, we engage the whole family in that. We encourage the kids to take leadership with that. Mm -hmm. You guys get to pick the songs or you get to bring a word of encouragement. And as we're in that time of worship, we encourage everybody, be listening to the Lord, mm -hmm. be listening to his voice and what he's saying. If you have a dream, if you have a picture you want to draw, whatever it is, a vision to share, a prophetic word, we create those times in that space and helping cultivate uh, that time together as a family is a great way of hosting the Lord in your home. And then lastly, we want to encourage everybody, this is biblical, have fun. Mm -hmm. Have fun together as a family. Yes. Laugh, tell jokes, play games, do silly things, yes. do crazy things, but have fun. Don't take yourselves too mm -mm. seriously. Mm -mm. And it's biblical because in Psalm 16, verse 11, it says, yes. in your presence is fullness of Amen. joy. So if we've dedicated our homes, we're enthroning the Lord, we're actively hosting his presence, then joy will be a natural outflow, we believe, of that. It should be fun. There should be joy in our home. We have seen this take place in, in our home, uh, so much so that our mailman, the guy that delivers our mail on a regular basis, mm -hmm. he told us not too long ago, I don't know what it is, but I so look forward to coming to your home because yeah. literally when I step my feet on your property, I feel joy and I feel peace. And I look forward to delivering the mail in your house. So the joy of the Lord and his presence is contagious and it's noticeable by people that may not have a relationship with him. And number four, listen and obey. When God says to do something, do it. Immediate obedience. And we love to say obedience is success. If we hear what the Holy Spirit is saying and we obey, no matter the outcome, that is success. The power of obedience and immediate obedience. We always encourage our kids when we say, you know, delayed obedience is disobedience. So we want to immediately obey the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Uh, we want to briefly just share two testimonies 
of listening and obeying and trusting the Lord in the process. One day in particular, there was this beautiful dog that was just on our front yard and it wouldn't leave our yard. It was this beautiful Labrador. And um, our son Eden said, hey, there's this dog. What's going on? It's just in our yard and it won't leave. And so we went out to look at the dog. And honestly, my first thought was I thought the dog was a gift from God, that it was such a well-behaved dog, an amazing, beautiful dog. Stark contrast to our stubborn chihuahua. Um, but as we're just looking at this dog and realizing he doesn't have tags, you know, where did he come from? Is he lost? What's going on? Um, I really felt the Holy Spirit say, find this dog's owner. And so we obeyed and we said, okay, we are going to take it to the veterinarian and see if it's chipped because if it's chipped, it will locate us to the owner. So we loaded the dog up and we went to the vet and surprisingly, he was not chipped. So that took that option away. He also didn't have a collar. We didn't see any lost dog signs anywhere. And we said, okay, Holy Spirit, how are we going to find this dog's owner? And through a series of markings in his ear, he had a little tattoo in his ear. It actually led us to the VA. And uh, we found out that it was a disabled serviceman's dog, a service animal for a retired veteran. And we said, okay, Holy Spirit, you have to help us. And so about 10 hours later of being persistent, of working through the VA um, to find this dog's owner, we got an address and we got to return the dog to the home. And as we're pulling up, the owner's daughter was on the sidewalk crying. And I went up to her and she could not believe we would return the dog. She was outside crying because she was so convinced the dog had been lost or the dog had been taken. And she said, I said, well, you know what? God really put on our heart to find this dog, you know, to find the owner of this dog and to bring it back. And she's began crying even more. And she said, you know what's interesting? I'm an atheist and I don't even believe in God, but I was so heartbreak, heartbroken and worried for my dad that his dog was lost. That I said, if there's a God, would you please send someone to return it? And I said, well, good news. There is a God and he loves you and even cares about your dog. And we got to lead them into the kingdom that day by meeting the felt need that all came from just listening to that prompting of the Holy Spirit to find this dog's owner. Praise the Lord. Another instance that was really neat with our children as we were driving into our neighborhood, we saw our neighbor Jake getting out of his car and he was on crutches and he, he was in a great deal of pain. So we pulled over and we said, hey, what's going on? And he shared with us that he just had to have an emergency surgery and he was in a lot of pain. And so we said, Jake, what can we do to bless you? Can we bring you a meal? And he agreed and he said, sure, I really don't have anyone to cook for me. That actually would be a big help. So with the kids, we went and bought all his favorite food. And as we're cooking his meal, we're praying. We're asking the Lord to anoint us to cook under the anointing so that we can make this meal for Jake to be a blessing. And um, the kids are with us in that process. And it was so exciting as we were praying. And as we went over to deliver the meal to Jake, our kids said, Jake, can we pray for you? And he was so blown away that our kids would care enough to even offer prayer. And he said, I I've never had that offer, but I would love to take you up on it. <laughs> and he um, he was so open. And the kids began to pray and to give him even prophetic words and to pray for him. And he was so moved to tears. And he said, well, this really means a lot. And he said, would you be praying that um, the, the imaging and the biopsies that they're doing on some things they removed during the surgery would be clear? We said, absolutely. And for the next three days as a family, we prayed fervently for the Lord to heal him and for a good report. And on the fourth day, when we brought him another meal, he said, you're not going to believe this. I just heard from the surgeon. 
all my imaging, all the biopsies are clear. Could you tell me who you prayed to? And it was just such an awesome opportunity to tell him about God and how much he loves him and how our God is a miracle working God. And it just opened that door all through following that prompt of the Lord to say, stop, care for your neighbor and offer a meal. And the last thing that we had mentioned is to practice prayer evangelism as a lifestyle and as a family lifestyle. We love this definition of prayer evangelism taken really from Luke chapter 10. And as you know, Dr. Ed has written a tremendous book on that called prayer evangelism. But prayer evangelism defined, this is what we love. It's talking to God about our neighbors or friends or whoever, talking to God about them before we talk to them about God. Do you see the difference? We're talking to God and we're praying and we're blessing so that we're getting his heart. And that's what we have just found to be such a game changer, an absolute game changer. Pray evangelism is perfect because it's biblical. It's Luke chapter 10. And we follow those four steps of blessing, fellowshipping, ministering to people's needs, and then proclaiming that the kingdom of God has come near to you. And we have found it to be incredibly powerful for shy people. So if you're shy, if you feel reserved, you feel like I'm not very outgoing, prayer evangelism, it is for you. It's for everybody. But we want to encourage everybody to do that. It's so simple and easy to to bring Jesus to people because we're not trying to figure out what are the arguments I got to say or what's the message I'm supposed to preach. As you walk out this process and cultivate it as a lifestyle, blessing, fellowshipping, ministering, and then proclaiming the kingdom, boy, you're really just literally bringing Jesus to people. And it's so easy. And we have just found it time and again, Jesus is irresistible. People can't resist it. He's so so good good. and he loves them. And we get to be part of that process, Mm -hmm. which is so awesome. So we just want to encourage you with these things. And as we move uh, to bring things to a close here in this session, we're going to move into a time of impartation. But before we do, we want to address specifically, as we were praying over this, we felt like the devil wants to activate some lies. And he may have already been doing this in your life as you've been listening to us share and talk about today. And maybe you're believing a lie or there's a stronghold in your mind that says, Gosh, this all sounds great, but I don't have it all together. My family is a mess, Benji and Jessica. You have no idea. Well, that is a lie. And let me tell you the truth. There's no such thing as a perfect family. So if that's the lie that's coming, I got an easy solution. You can break that lie, shatter it, and you can declare the truth. You know what? There is no such thing as a perfect family. In fact, if you look in the Bible... You pick almost any character there in the Bible besides Jesus. That's right. You will find dysfunction. You will find Mm -hmm. brokenness. You will find pain. You will find people Mm -hmm. that have issues. People just like you and me. And, uh, And there is hope that God can use everybody and God will use everybody. So discard that lie. Receive God's grace for yourself and for your family. The the standard that God holds is not perfection. He holds us to be obedient. So we want to encourage you to walk in obedience and to see the Lord break through. There may be another lie that says that the devil is activating in your heart or your life right now saying, Benji and Jessica, you have no idea. I've made so many mistakes and I've just blown it. I've blown it sky high. There's so much brokenness. There's so much hurt and pain. How is it possible that God could use me? Well, here's the truth. 
You are never too far from God's reach. And you can never fall too far out of his hand that his grace cannot cover. God is the God of restoration. And God is the God of redemption. We read in Romans 8.28 that God works all things all things together for good, the good and the bad, the hurt and the joy, the pain and the love and the grace. He works it all together for good for those that love him and are called according to his purpose. God's favorite building material is broken pieces. So if you have some broken pieces in your life today, you are a candidate to be used powerfully by God, to be put on display as a trophy of his grace. And so we just want to share these words of hope and encouragement. We want to challenge you to be God's ecclesia right in your homes at this time in this season when the homes have become the focus, the focal point of our lives because so many other things have been changed. God, we believe this is such a divine setup for you to be God's ecclesia in the home and in the family, but also that the light that is shining there and that you're hosting and cultivating and all of that, it's not just for you to enjoy it there. It is to go out and to spread. And so we want to pray as we bring this time to a close. We want to pray a prayer of impartation over every person there today at this conference. We believe that God is going to break through in your lives and in your family, that God's going to release hope and encouragement to everyone. So if you are ready, we invite you to stretch out your hands like you're ready to receive a good gift because we serve a good gift who's going to give you some good gifts. He is a good father. He loves to give good gifts to his kids. So let's pray all together and receive this impartation from the Lord. Mm -hmm. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, by faith and by grace, Lord, we simply take, Father, uh, together, Jessica and I, in unity as husband and wife, and we release now an impartation over every person in this conference today, over every home and over every family. We ask you release a blessing so powerful today, Lord, in the name of Jesus, for families and homes to be turned into ecclesias, God, to spread your kingdom all over, God. Lord, we ask you to come. We ask you to shatter every lie of the devil right now and replace it with your truth. God, any lies about being disqualified or or too much brokenness, God, we break those lies now. And we thank you, God, that you're going to use every person, God, that every person is a candidate to be used by you, Lord, that you love to use broken pieces to make something magnificent and put it on display as a trophy of your grace. So we ask you release that grace upon your people today in the name of Jesus. And now we pray, I pray in Jesus' name for boldness, Lord, over your people. Lord, activate your people in the power of the Holy Spirit to move forth in boldness as your ecclesia, ecclesia in the home and in the family. Now, in Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. God bless you. We love you. And uh, we declare that God's best days are ahead for you and your family in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That was really cool. I mean, it It really is. It's just so simplistic, but just so applicable. I love the part about obedience when they were talking about uh, the dog that they found that was lost and the Holy Spirit had to take that dog back and through that an atheist came to know Jesus Christ as Savior. (laughs) What a powerful way to live life and what a fun way to live life. Bev and I are really praying and believing that in this season, even though we're enduring some difficult times with COVID and of course some national chaos that's going on, 
something powerful is happening in our lives, something powerful is happening in our homes. And uh, we're just happy to get to have this technology to be with you and pray with you here on Sunday morning, even though we're not able to gather on campus. We'll be gathering back in the next couple of weeks, but for now, we just want you to stay safe and we want you to stay blessed. And I think it's time to maybe kind of adhere more to the stay at home more if, if we can, but use the time to really get closer to the Lord and really get closer to your family. I really believe these principles are gonna help us during this time. So Bev and I, uh, of course, appreciate your continued support and we're praying for financial blessings and supernatural resources to come your way during this time. Obviously today, even though you're at home, you can give online. Uh, obviously we, can, we made this uh, whole conference possible because of your generosity. Our facility was made available and all of our help and volunteers. And may I say, our team did a remarkable oh, job. Such a spirit of excellence. I mean, literally these uh, families have come from all over the world to be a part of this conference. And uh, they were beyond blessed. The hospitality, the warmth, the spirit of excellence. I mean, every couple that we have spoken to just went on and on about how welcomed they were and how much they appreciated it and it just i'm so proud i'm sorry <laughs> i'm so proud everybody i'm sorry everybody has worked really really hard we were very proud yes, of our team and our are. crew we are and very and thankful proud. for you for providing word alive international outreach to yes. the world uh literally every continent on the globe was represented during this conference and the technology that you've made available through your generosity, all of that is making a huge difference. And so as you continue to give, as Bev and I are continuing to give, we're just speaking blessings uh, over our resources. So we wanted to make, a, I got it on my phone here, I wanna give, give the de giving declaration. Maybe you could say it with us. Today, as an act of worship, we give unto the Lord, knowing His hand is up to us for good. We give cheerfully and with great expectation the resource and supply of the Lord is abundant and overflowing. Therefore, we declare a supernatural provision of everything that is stored and planned up for us. We declare the Lord will provide and go forward in His kingdom in power and great glory. Amen. That is such a powerful declaration. We agree and we release it into your atmosphere today. Hopefully you've quoted that out loud with us and we're believing God to bless you supernaturally. There's a link that you'll see at the end of our uh, time today, how you can give online to make it convenient for you. Thank you so much for your generosity. Also, I'd like to invite you to a Facebook page, Ecclesias Everywhere, where we've joined with Ed Silvoso and Transform Our World to make uh, life-giving information put out every day on Facebook, devotionals, testimonies about Ecclesia. And last but not least, if you would like to consider an online discipleship that we helped uh, pioneer with Transform Our World, an accelerator, of the Ecclesia, I'd like to make that available to you. I'd just like to know how much interest is, is there for you to do an online discipleship course with us. So there's a text number, just text that for more information and we'll tell you all about the Accelerator Online Discipleship, basically designed for personal, family, and career transformation. It's a very, very powerful online experience. And so if you would be interested, we'd like to know that and make that available to you. Bev and I just join our faith to you today. We pray for all those suffering right now. We pray for those that may be suffering from COVID. We pray for a quick and speedy return. We pray for those that may be out of work, that need income or resources or a job. We pray for children and those managing children in the, in the difficult school schedules that are going on right now, managing your time. We just pray for peace and we pray for joy 
We just pray for cascades of peace and joy to flow over your family and realize God is up to something. He's doing something in the midst of this stuff that we're going through. I believe He's strengthening and preparing our homes for the greatest move of the Holy Spirit that we've ever seen. So we just bless you today and we thank God for you in Jesus' name. Amen. Love you guys and uh, we'll talk to you some more this week through social media and then uh, we'll see you next week online. Be blessed. This has been a presentation of Word Alive International Outreach, 122 Allendale Road, Oxford, Alabama. Reach us by phone at 256-831-5280 or at our website, wordalive.org. This has been a production of Word Alive Creative Arts.